0: Lord God, Father heaven, bless you once again. Here we are. We're here to meet with you this morning. We pray as always, Father, that you would meet with us as we try to uh, begin our day in a way that would truly glorify you. The living God, the true and living God. And Almighty God, lives both now and forevermore. And so we thank you, we bless you in this moment, in Jesus' name, amen. Good morning. I have been reading from the book of Joshua, once again, Joshua, and in particular Joshua chapter 18. And over in Joshua chapter 18, the author—and although I haven't spoken much about, I haven't spoken much about the author—it is believed by most scholars, and including myself, theologians, and so forth, that this book, this particular book, particular chapter, was authored by Joshua. So I will be referring to him um, throughout this brief talk that we will have this morning. Now, Joshua, or the author of this book, I'm convinced, tells us about the faithfulness of our Lord. As New Covenant believers, we need to understand that God our Lord is faithful to his covenant, which he has made with us, the new covenant. And we gotta always remember that the covenant is just a way another way of describing our relationship with God. It's a relationship which He has made, that He has put together, and it's a it's a relationship in which he demonstrates his faithfulness to his people both new covenant and old covenant i'm convinced that the new and the old covenant are one and the same as far as as, as far as god is concerned but there are distinctions which he has revealed to us that he has shown us in the bible that we need to look at and identify. And it's a movement. It's organic. It, it grows from the old to the new. It it, it it evolves. It has been evolving throughout the Bible. That's what we can see. And that's what I'm trying to show you in order to make sense of all of this. It's all one Bible. But the distinctions unfold and tells a story about God and how he deals with his people the ones that he truly truly loves and cares most about now don't get me wrong god cares for cares about all his creatures but the new and old covenant people of god he cares most about and he has shown us this um, in in the Bible. Are you with me? So over in um, Joshua chapter eighteen, there's a lot there, but mostly what the author shows us or tells us is that uh, Joshua, who at that time was the leader of the people of Israel, a type of Christ. Jesus Christ, that is, he divided the rest of the land in this chapter. He divided the rest of the land and he gave it to the people of God. And in this case, we're talking about the patriarchs, the descendants of the patriarchs themselves now the patriarchs when i speak about the patriarchs patriarchs i'm talking about uh, those who had who had who had uh who were who had uh, basically are ancestors of the children of israel during this time so during this time now we need to understand they had been um just come from or had just uh Enter into the land of Canaan. That's where they're at now. So we, we need to understand this. I'm trying to paint a picture for you. They're in the land of Canaan now. They made it. Those children of Israel, the ones whom God had faithfully uh, walked with, talked with, and had decided. That would make it into the promised land. That's where they're at now. They're in the promised land. And so now they're in the promised land. And they're dividing the land. And in this chapter, the rest of the land. Now, before this, we saw, and I shared with you, that God had gave Judah, Manasseh, and Ephraim. And other tribes of land. Now in this particular chapter. God is giving land to Benjamin. And the rest of the tribes. And uh, he talks a little bit about this. The author talks a little bit about this. Over in beginning in verse 11 of chapter 18. Joshua chapter 18 verse 11. Let's go over there real quickly. And let us see how God, through Joshua, allots the rest of the land to the different tribes of Israel. The descendants, the children of Israel. Amen? Now, the lot came up for the tribe of Benjamin, clan by clan. Now, we need to remember who Benjamin is. I want to remind you who Benjamin is. Benjamin was the son of Jacob and Rachel. You guys remember Rachel? Rachel was very special to Jacob. And Benjamin was the youngest son between their union. They had two sons, Joseph and Benjamin. Together they had Joseph and Benjamin uh you know, I had I had to even remind myself that Jacob had other sons, but they were from uh, I think her name was um I forget her name now off the top of my head. I got I, I lost her name just that, that quick. But I do know that Benjamin and Joseph was from Jacob and Rachel. And Benjamin was born when Benjamin was born when Rachel was giving birth to Benjamin, I don't know if you recall, right after he was born, he uh, she died. She died. And it is believed that Benjamin is the smallest tribe of all the tribes of Israel. But yet still, he's a child of God. And during this time, Benjamin was dead. Meaning that his body had died. But Being that he's mentioned here in this Bible, it it is clear that he's in heaven right now with God, I believe. Can't prove it, but I believe that. And he's spoken about many, many other times throughout this Bible. So it's clear that Benjamin is alive in heaven. And so he's witnessing this moment. He witnessed this moment when Joshua was allotting the rest of the land to his children. And I'm sure that made him happy, made him proud. And God is giving them this land just as he had promised Benjamin. He's giving it to his children. Now we need to understand why he's given um, the children this land. It's not only because God had promised that he would give them the land, but he was giving them this land to go in and to keep, to guard, to basically clean house. You know, I am convinced that when God puts you in a place, he puts you in a place, especially right now, as we wait for the return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, he puts us in a place for a reason, a very particular reason. And in this case, the reason was to go in to this particular land, this particular region that he was going to give them and to set up house, To set up a house of worship to the Lord their God. A place where God would be glorified. And so they would have to go in this land. And there were people there, clearly, that God despised. There were people there who were against God. There were people there who were wicked. And who were doing all sorts of things that displeased God. See, God is not only a God of the new and old covenant people, but God is a God of all humanity, all humankind, every man and woman, all the nations. God is a God of all the nations. Now, they don't know that oftentimes, and they they may not acknowledge that, but God has made it clear in his Bible that he is. Amen? And that's why I'm convinced that we need to understand that God, the Lord our God, and just as he is the Lord our God of all the patriarchs and all the nations of this world, or in this world, that are now and have been and will forevermore, will give us an eternal place in which we may dwell as well. Amen? So now I'm trying to show you that, all of this fits together in this way. And that's why the author, the way he speaks, he says over in verse 12, On the north side, their boundary began at the Jordan, past the northern slope of Jericho, and headed west into the hill country, coming out of the desert of Beth-Avon. From there, it crossed to the south slope of Luz, that is Bethel, and went down to Atharoth-Edar, on the hill south of Lord beth Haran. From the hill facing Beth Haran on the south boundary, turned south along the western side. It came out of Kirath Baal, that is Kirath Jerem, a town of the people of Judah. This was the western side. So basically, God had gave land to the children of Benjamin that was between Judah and then on or, or next to Judah. And remember, Judah is his older brother the children of Judah now. got to remember that. We're talking about the children of Judah. And again, God is, the author is speaking in this way because Judah, just like Benjamin, is alive in heaven as well. And he was witnessing this moment. And I'm sure in the presence of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And he was giving them thanks and he's giving them thanks even right now because we as the children of God, we must continue to, continue to uh, tell the story of Benjamin, Judah, Isaac, Abraham, and so forth. That's what we're doing. Are you with me? Right now, God is testifying to his faithfulness through me, to you. And we're witnessing that as we're reading the word of God. Amen. And it goes on. The southern side began at the outskirts of Kirath-Jerom. On the west. And the boundary came out. At the spring of the waters at Nephtoah, And the boundary went down. To the foothill. Facing the valley of Ben-Hinnom. North of the valley of Raphaim. Raphaim. It continued down the Hinnom Valley. Along the southern slope. And so forth and so forth. And he continues to show them. These lands. These regions. These boundaries. In which Benjamin would be tasked. To go in. And actually, the people who were there, he would be tasked to judge them by the hand of God. The children of Benjamin, I should say, would be tasked by God to judge them, to rule them. And if they were faithful in doing that, God would bless them. They would keep the land forevermore. Well, we will see as, the, as, the, as time goes on and as the story is told. They will not be faithful to God. They will not be faithful in what God has asked them with. They will not go in and they will not judge the people. And they will not refrain from or keep from worshiping their gods and so forth and being influenced by them and being led down a path that clearly is against God. But God still kept his part of the deal. So Benjamin, the children of Benjamin, although they would eventually fail, God was faithful to his promise and gave the children of Benjamin what he had promised them. And God will do the same for us as well. For all those who are faithful to the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, to all of us who keep the commandments of God, For all of us who follow the way of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, God will be faithful to rewarding us and giving us what he has promised, and that is eternal life with him, a place that is eternal, a new heavens, a new earth, in which God will be our God and we will be his people. The Lord will be our God and we will be his people. And we will dwell with him. We will be with him. There will be a time. It will be a time when there will be no more crying and no more weeping. No more sadness. No more disease. No more sickness. And on and on. I want to encourage you to get into the word of God and read it for yourself. Don't take my word for it. Read it for yourself. And I hope that it bears out that I am telling you the truth. And I'm sure that it will. I'm sure that the Spirit of God, just as he has revealed this to me, he will will eventually reveal it to you. But you have to get into the word yourself. And you have to read it. And you have to meditate on it. You have to apply it in your lives. Are you with me, people? I love you, but I can only tell you so much. I can only teach you so much. The rest is up to you. Let us pray. heads bowed, eyes closed. Lord God, thank you once again for reminding us of your faithfulness, your covenantal faithfulness, your covenant faithfulness to us. Faithfulness to your covenant, I should say, and how important it is to you and how important it should be to us and that you have given us a, a job to do here in this earth as we wait for the return of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Beginning with reading the Bible, dissecting it, dividing it, and meditating on it, and living it in our lives each day. So I pray that we would today, for this is what truly glorifies you. This is what blesses you and blesses our neighbor. And even it blesses us as well. So we pray that we would, in all these things, be faithful to you. In Jesus' name, amen.